welcome back to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Hey, thanks for listening. You know, many, most of us have fond recollections of barbershops from our youth. I remember sitting around looking at magazines while waiting for my turn and listening to the fascinating stories between the barber and their clients, you know, mostly adults. And in retrospect, they remind me of the sheriff of Mayberry RFD getting his information from Howard the Barber. Most listeners will probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but a few old timers may. Well, barbershops have made a resurgence since the moratorium of visits, thanks COVID. There's also been a return of the barbershop as a hub of communication. Heck, even LeBron James has a show that takes place at a barbershop. People seem to be more relaxed, yet unafraid to speak their mind. The barber, after all, has a captive audience and rules the shop. Who's going to argue with someone with a straight razor in his toolbox? Well, I've got a fascinating guest. John Plunkett is a police officer in Irving, Texas, and he knows the value of a good chat at a barbershop. Officer Plunkett has been a police officer at Irving, Texas Police Department in, since joining in 1990 after serving eight years in the U.S. Army Infantry. While in the U.S. Army, he was promoted to squad leader and led soldiers on multiple combat missions. His current assignment with the police department is the crime prevention officer after serving 23 years as a gang investigator. And during the assignment as a gang investigator, Officer Plunkett worked as a task force officer for the United States Homeland Security Gang Unit. Officer Plunkett, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for your military service and what you're doing here uh, for law enforcement at uh, Irvine Irving Police Department. Hey, thank you very, very much. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I appreciate that introduction there. I really do. Thank oh, you. you know, I could go on and on. I'm looking at your bio and you've got a, you're a decorated military veteran. Again, thanks for your service. And the work you're doing now in police and community relations is just, it's, it's outstanding. And, you know, we've seen the TikTok videos of Cops dancing on police cars and lip syncing and dumping buckets of ice water over their head. You know, I'm waiting for the Tide Pod challenge next where, you know, officers start, you know, chewing on <laughs> clothes detergent. I, I hope I never see that. But I saw the YouTube about the city of Irving's shop talk program, and I love it. Uh, the dialogue's honest. It's genuine. It gives officers an opportunity to talk with barbershop clients and workers, and it it may be a vehicle to build trust in the communities. How'd you get the idea? How'd you get it started? Hey, thanks uh, for asking that, Jim. Uh, let me tell you the story. Uh, probably back in 1990, I'm sorry, 2016, our assistant chief came to my office. Uh, he's our current chief now. And he just walked in to have a casual conversation. And I talked to him about the relationships of the police in African-American communities. I said, you know, Chief, we need to do something about this here to build a relationship in the African-American community with the police. Because uh, I go into a lot of the barbershops in Irving and I'm hearing a lot of negative talk about the police, you know, how we're not engaging in the community and everything like that. So this is right after the shooting of the Dallas officers that were murdered in Dallas. Mm. So the chief asked me, he said, Chief Bobby, he said, well, Plunkett, what do you suggest? And I told him, I said, 
Chief, what we need to do is let's start going into the barbershops and opening up conversation because this right here is where a lot of people go to. And he said, well, you know, we have a good relationship with the NAACP, with the church groups, but I said, Chief, we need to go into the community to take this to the community. So that's what we did. He said, okay, give me an idea on how to do this here. So I said, well, I have a relationship with Mitchell's Barbershop here in Irving. And let's go and talk to Mitchell and see if he's willing to allow us, the police, to come in and just have conversation, open conversations, sit down and not have a lecture. He said, okay, well, let's try this here. I really don't know how it's going to work, but let's try it. So we went into Mitchell's Barbershop in 2000 uh, and, uh, let's see here, 2016, it was, no, 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 hold on. We went into Mitchell's Barbershop about five years ago and we spoke with him and then we started going in there, continuously going into the shop, going into his shop. And then we finally had a block party there. After we brought in different officers, the beat officers, and one of the key elements on this here is bring in the beat officers, the officers that works the area, and bring them in, not just bringing in community service officers, not just bringing in uh, officers that they know, bring in different officers. So we started going in and having events like block parties and different events like that, and we built that relationship. And from there, we expanded it to other shops where we eventually ended up going into uh, 20 different shops here in Irving. And we got all of the shops on board. We got the salons on board, the female salons, as well as the barbershops. And we just go in and we just have an open conversation. It's not scripted. There's nothing that's scripted about the program. When we go inside, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We talk about police matters. We talk about the George Floyd uh, incident. So. Anything we want to talk about, that's what we talk about. And we try, like I say, to try to get the beat officers that work the area to get them involved in it. And that has been very, very successful by getting the officers in the area because they were like a little bit apprehensive at first going in there because they didn't know how they would be received going into these their shops. Because they are thinking that, oh man, you know, it's like going in here, we're going to get beat up on. But a lot of the shop owners were like saying, hey, we want you to come in here. They offered them water and they've been asking questions like, why you guys haven't been doing this here all along? That's one of the big issues right there is they're asking questions. Why you haven't been doing this all along? And now we can go into the shop now and we say, hey, we started this here years ago. We didn't wait until something happened bad. Mm -hmm. We've been going in there and opening up these conversations. And we teamed up with our city library also, where we're bringing in books now, providing books for the kids to read. We have a program that's called Read While You Wait. And the good thing about the Shop Talk program is this here. One thing I found out in the African-American community is African-Americans typically don't go to the police. So we're able to bring the programs that we already have established with the police department you know, like the Citizens Police Academy, we were able to take that to the barbershops and talk to them about the Citizens Police Academy, the ride-along program that we have. We were able to take all these different Blue Christmas. We take that in there, and we started doing Blue Christmas in the barbershops. We started doing turkey giveaways at the barbershops. All of these different programs that the police department has been doing for years, and we had a lot of African-Americans that didn't participate. Now they're participating. 
because we're taking it to them and they appreciate the fact that, hey, you know what? We appreciate being part of the city now. Now we have a open door where we can talk to people in the city when we're having concerns and when we're having problems. So they like it. They love the program. And the NAACP has gotten involved in the uh, Shop Talk program also. And there's numerous awards that have been provided from the NAACP to the Shop Talk participants. And I have actually received an award from the NAACP for that participation in the Shop Talk. So that's why I say the program is great. It, it works wonders. And it's not just going in talking to the shop owners. Now, let me say that. Because what our chief did is he said, well, look, we need to keep expanding this there. So prior to COVID, we were bringing all of the shop owners into the police academy. And we would provide a quarterly luncheon to them. And we would sit down with the chief. And then that way, the chief is able to ask questions. The shop owners are able to ask questions of the chief. He would bring in a command staff. And command staff would get to know who the shop owners are. Shop owners get to know who they are. We had the mayor come in and speak during some of the uh, luncheons. The city manager, he would come in. So they're getting to meet the top officials in the city. And we would bring in some of the other cities also, surrounding cities, to get them to see what we're doing here in Irving. Because that was one of the key elements about the program was to expand, expand, expand as your program outside of Irving going into different cities. And how we were able to do that is I reached out to an organization that's called One Community USA, which is a nonprofit organization. And these guys have been great. One Community, they have been great for this program because they have came in, spoke to all of our shop owners and taken this program into different cities now. Right now, we're in the city of Euless, Texas. We're in the Colony, Texas. Duncanville, Texas, um, to Carrollton, Texas. We're into Fort Worth, Texas, as well as Allerton, Texas. Thanks to One Community USA. This is what they're doing, taking us into all these different cities. One Community USA, let me tell you about this there, Jim. These guys have provided scholarships for some of the shop owners. Shop scholarships so that they can improve their shop. Whether that means hiring a new barber, or buying new accessories for their shops. And they pick one or two barbers per year shop to go in and just to build their shop, build their shop up and help them out. And one of the biggest awards that they have actually done so far is they're renovating Mitchell's Barbershop. That's the very first shop that's been in this their program. Because one community went in with me and said, you know, this shop has been here for 31 years here in Irving, the same location. And you could tell it's been there for 31 years, the condition of it. So they said, let's do something about this here. So they went and solicited the funds and they just put in over $12,000 into their barbershop. The city cannot do that. The city can't use government funds to do something mm -hmm. like that. But they actually came in and they renovated that entire shop where he had two stations in there. Now he has four stations in there. That is huge, but yeah. that's what one community has done right there. They have came in and they have provided the funding and everything like that. So that's a huge, huge deal. 
So I'm kind of getting a little bit off track there, but no, no, no. Listen, yeah. number one, it is not surprising that you are the point man on the shop talk program because uh you know i had a, a series of questions lined up and you just answered them all i mean you're, <laughs> i'd love to be sitting in the chair when you walk in because uh it'd be great talking to you there and i think you know it's a great program um you've got the gift of gab you're affable You've got a great positive attitude. So it's no wonder why this works. And yeah, I love the fact that it's being replicated. When you went into the first barber shops, I mean, you probably already had a rapport as a beat officer who walked in anyway, right? Different. So of 30 barber shops in Irving, certainly somebody must have had some suspicion when you walked in and said, Hey, we just want to come in and and chat, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And I'm going to tell you one shop in particular, um, this particular owner, he had some trouble in the past. And when I walked in in uniform, I always try to walk in in uniform. Now, later down the line, what we will do is we'll go in and plain clothes sometimes. We'll mix it up a little bit. Hmm. But initially, I go in in uniform. I talk to the owner and tell him what we're doing and tell him about the other shops that's in the program. And this guy, he was a little bit hesitant because of some previous incidents he had in the past with the police. So we established that trust factor with him. You know, we started going in, talking to him, talking to him, talking to him. And then eventually he was like, man, I like this here. I really, really like this here program. As a matter of fact, he went and met with Chief Renee Hall when she was the chief of Dallas Police Department and asked her, to start a program similar to this here in Dallas. So uh, One Community USA, myself, and this here owner of the barbershop in Irving, we went and met with the Dallas police chief asking her that, hey, I want a program like that. So he was a little bit hesitant, but now 100% buy-in to this here program. He participate in all of the events that we have. He said, hey, look, I want to have a back-to-school event. We just recently had a back to school event at his shop. And he asked us also, I just opened up a uh, shop in a different city. I want the police to be in this here shop that I have, the second shop. So I contacted the police chief there and he says, yes, I definitely want this here program. So we went into the other city, the colony, Texas. So now we're in shop pockets in the colony, Texas because of this owner asking us to go into his shop in a different city. Now, this is an African-American. Like I say, he has had some trouble in the past, but now he's 100% in support of the police. So that is great there. That is yeah. great. I mean, he goes to all of our shop talk luncheons. Uh, doing our shop talk luncheons, that's why I say I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because <laughs> one of the things that we do besides just sitting down you know, eating lunch, whatever, is we also uh, send the barbers through a shoot-don't-shoot shoot program. Oh. Okay? So that they can get an understanding on how it is. To, uh, it's a shooting simulation, okay? And we'll send them through that. And they love that. They love the fact that they say, man, you know, I kind of understand now. I kind of understand, you know, what you guys going through on a split-second basis there, why you do some of the things that you do. And this way... They can be an ambassador for the police department. They can tell 
their customers, when their customers come in and they could tell their customers, and this is what this their uh, owner is saying, saying, I could tell my customers now, maybe this is why the police is doing what they're doing. Maybe this is why the police, so this is educational for the police and it's educational for the shop owners and their customers. Because as I said, some of the uh, shop owners and some of the police officers are a little bit hesitant to start off into this program. But once they break that ice, they're going in there now on their own without me. They don't even tell me <laughs> that they're going into the shops. They just go in there and they just have this relationship. We have one of the supervisors, he's going in constantly. Uh, I think it was last year, he set up something where he was able to gather a bunch of uh, food supplies during Thanksgiving. That oh. was during COVID. That's when the shop owners had to close down. Right. So he was able to, with his platoon at work, he was able to collect a bunch of food, take it to the shop. So that's huge right there. Sure. You know, so it was being able to have your officers do something like that for these shops, you know, and now the officers are going in there on their own and they have that relationship. That's awesome. I mean, maybe you should call it shop talk and more because just shop talk belies all the things that you're doing, all the great things that you're doing. But I want to get to that in just a second. First, I'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor. PoliceOne.com is the number one resource for your up-to-the-minute law enforcement news, training, and incident analysis. Our mission is to provide you with the information you need to better protect your communities and your safety. Becoming a Police One member is quick, easy, and free. Once registered, you will receive access to secure law enforcement-only training and video tips, articles and sections, and a subscription to our award-winning law enforcement newsletters. Go to policeone.com forward slash registration to sign up today. That's policeone, the number one, dot com forward slash registration. And we're back and I'm talking with John Plunkett, Irving police officer and founder of the Shop Talk program. We're call, I'm calling it Shop Talk and more because they do so much more. I'm thinking at some point, some sergeant's got to walk in these barbershops and say, all right, clear out of here. Enough, enough hanging around the barbershop because it sounds like, you know, the best army is a volunteer army, right? You know that. And so yeah. if you have officers that want to go into these barber shops and, and chat it up. That's, that's just the great. So I was going to ask you, how do you pick the officers? You know, are the officers agreeable about going in, but it sounds like you have no shortage of volunteers. Well, you do have officers that's willing to go in on a on. And what I do is, as I mentioned earlier, is I try to get the beat officers, you know, it's one thing trying to bring in the community of police officers, that serve in the community service. But see, what you need is you need the officers that's out there making the traffic stops, that's making the contact with the citizens. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you about uh, Officer Black. He just promoted to a sergeant now. He told me a story where there was a confrontation on a call and someone was going to jail. And he has a relationship with Mitchell's Barbershop. And one of the subjects that was going to jail recognize him from the barbershop <laughs> and instead of them fighting get into a huge scuffle he walked over there to officer black 
and surrender to Officer Black. He said, I know you from Mitchell's Barbershop. Nice. Now, Officer Black is a tall, uh, white officer, very respected in the African-American community. And for this guy, the suspect, to walk over to him and surrender versus a huge fight. Sure. That's big right there. Yeah. That's big. So this is why it is important to have them type of relationships so that they will know you. Now, Officer Black, he did his job, but he also has a relationship with the public there. So they trust him. And this guy just went suspect when it surrendered to him. Yeah. That's what we need right there. We don't need the fights, you know, having to taser someone or spray someone. We mm-hmm. need someone, and it doesn't happen all of the time. Trust me, you know, no matter what, you're never going to have that happen all of the time. So, but he has that relationship in that area. And that's huge right there. Yeah, that for sure. Huge. Yeah, no, you're building, you're building collateral with the community. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's the one that received an award from the NAACP. Oh, very and cool. And that's great. That is yeah, great. Very cool. Yeah, no, I'm looking at all the kudos for the program. Uh, One Community USA donated $10,000 to Mitchell's Barbershop. That's for the renovation that you were talking about. Um, Great. You know, the Chief Jeff Spivey has been, you know, backing you up and you're making really good headway into the African-American and Hispanic community as well. I understand. That is correct. Yes, Chief Spivey, uh, probably, I think it was back in March of this year. Chief Spivey approached me and said, hey, I want you to expand this year program. Mm -hmm. Outside of the uh, African-American community, I want you to expand the program. So we brought on, uh, that's what made us have a total of like 30 shops. Now uh, we brought on the Hispanics uh, shops. And that's huge. These guys have been like, hey, we've been seeing this here on TV. We've been seeing this here on TV. Why y'all haven't approached us with this here? You know, <laughs> no, really, really. They're asking why you haven't approached us with this here. Yeah. So now we're going into the Hispanic community also. And we just did a large back to school event at one of the uh, barbershops here in Irving at Noy's Barbershop. Noy, when I first went in there, he said, look, I could never get the city to participate in events with us. Because he's been doing back to school events for 18 years in Irving. So this year, we participated with Noise Barbershop and we had the police department, fire department there for his back to school event. He had over 250 people there that showed up at his event. That's awesome. huge. You know, yeah. so he really, really appreciated that. So so when you go in and you're chatting, uh, you're meeting with the other officers, the beat officers that go in. Are there any off-limit um, issues? I mean, personnel decisions or administrative issues? Does the chief or anybody say, hey, you know what? When you guys go out there today, let's leave this one to settle before we start talking about it. You know what? I could tell you this much. Not one time has any supervisor tried to restrict anything that we had to say. Of course, we're going to be professional about everything that we say. Sure. Uh, but Everything is open. Mm-hmm. It's open. Whatever we talk about, totally open. So if you need to talk about, and I keep saying the Dallas Cowboys because that's who's down here. So uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk bad about the Dallas Cowboys, positive about the Dallas Cowboys, then hey, it's open. And that's what we talk about a lot of times is sports. 
believe it or not, when we're going in there, once you establish that relationship, a lot of times it's not about police. It's, it's, it's about different subjects that's going on. You know, uh, they're in there talking about ladies. And then when you go into the female shops, they're in there talking about the guys, whatever. And you kind of join in in the conversation about that. So it's real laid back. It's real relaxed environment. You know, we don't go in there and lecture anyone. It's just an open conversation about whatever you want to talk about. You know, we have went into a shop and uh, one of the females told me about some human trafficking. One of their customers approached them about human trafficking. So I was able to reach out to Homeland Security and I could tell you that customer really appreciated that because she didn't know who to approach with that. She told her stylist and her stylist notified me and I put that customer in touch with Homeland Security human trafficking, and they were able to resolve that situation. So that right there is huge. That's why I would say, you know, we do more than just go in there and talk. You know, uh, we're about to bring the city library in there, bringing in a puppet show. You know, <laughs> so we do a whole lot other than just sitting in a barbershop talking, you know. Yeah. And we just try to integrate all of these there, uh, programs that the city already have. Yeah. So, you know, I, if, if you've ever listened to the podcast, you know, you'll hear me say often that, you know, leadership and, and line officers alike, we don't demystify the police department enough to community, right? It's all a mystery to them. And to get out and do some myth busting or, you know, explain how things work in policing. I mean, little by little, we make headway into you know, the, what the public thinks about the police. I mean, I, on social media recently, I went back and forth with a guy before I finally quit. There's some people that just cannot be convinced or they don't believe that the police department works the way it does. And, you know, when you try to tell people, hey, we don't have control, we can make arrests, but we have no control over district, att district attorney charging a case or prosecuting a case to move it forward. So, you know, as fishermen, we only catch them, we don't cook them and clean them. So That's you right. must run into some people that are just, you know, waving the hand. Nope, 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 nope. What do you, what do you, how do you make headway with those people? What we do is we try to educate. We try to educate the public on the procedures because you're absolutely right. You know, we can arrest someone or even with an officer situation. We have no control over what a jury does. We have no control over what a grand jury uh, comes back and, and indict or not indict, you know, true bill or no bill, you know? So we have no control over that. But a lot of the people in the public don't understand uh, the process. So that's what's good about the program. We're able to educate the public on what the process is. It goes through a district attorney's office and then it goes to a grand jury on a lot of these are police situations mm -hmm. so that's that way we are able to educate the public sure. and that's a huge benefit of shop talk is educational for the public and it educates the officers also because see i gotta make sure you know we know that we, there's officers that come from small towns mm -hmm. that probably does don't interact that much in the public before they became officers mm -hmm. we bring in our rookie officers to the uh, lunch, whenever we have a lunch with the chief, all of our rookie officers going to the academy, they go in and meet the barbers, all of them. And then once they're in field training, 
the field training officers bring all of their officers into the barbershops. And I keep saying barbershops and salons, beauty salons. <laughs> so that's what's important right there is, is to get officers when they're young to help educate the officers also, in addition to educating the public. So that's huge. Sure. Hey, I'm getting ready to wrap up. Um, it's way more than talking in a barbershop. It's all these other community programs. It's making headway in black and brown communities, um, you know, dispelling myths and, and bringing officers in the community together. Great work there. I'll tell you this, though. If you ever come up to where I live and walk into the captain's barbershop where I get my hair cut and Doug the barber is working on me, I will not bring up the fact that I was in the end zone when Joe Montana threw that pass to Dwight Clark over and beat the Dallas Cowboys to go in the Oh, Super Bowl. you had to throw that out there. Dallas, <laughs> there we go. And, and that's exactly the way Shot Talk goes right there. You know, it's not all about police matters. We, we can talk about a little sports and everything else. So we mix it up a little bit. Hey, after you know, getting the beat down from, from the Dallas Cowboys for all those years, what what a great moment it was personally for me and for the franchise. I mean, from 1981, when that happened uh, going forward, you know, we, we had a series of Super Bowls after that. Hey, you're doing great work. What's next for you, Officer Plunkett? That's a good question. What's next for me? Because uh, I was transferred from the gang unit to the community service division because the chief wanted me to do this full time. So I'm at the retirement point right now, but I'm still pushing it there because this is something that I enjoy doing. I really see the value in uh, shop talk because I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, and I saw how there wasn't a relationship, a strong relationship between the police and the community there. So I don't want to see this happen here in Irving. And this is one of the reasons that I'm pushing with one community to expand this their program outside of Irving because I saw how bad it was, the relationship in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm not being critical of Memphis, Tennessee at all uh, when I was growing up years ago. So I don't know how it is right now, but I know that it's important to have officers outside of the car occasionally going in, meeting the apartment complex managers, meeting the business owners mm. when time permits, when yeah. time permits. So sure. I'm trying to push this here program of community-oriented policing, because I know it works. Just like I told you the story about Officer Black, it does work. Sure. So, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that it was recognized on the Department of Justice level. You know, um, mm -hmm. you know, when I went to Washington, D.C., they recognized this program also. So that's huge right there. Yeah, for sure. All right, so... I got to say this, Officer Plunkett received Combat Infantryman Badge, Army Commendation Award, several military awards. He served as police officer. He got the Life Savings Bar, the Office of the Year twice, Civil Achievement Award twice, and the United States Attorney General Distinguished Service Award, awards by the NAACP and others. You're doing great work. You're a leader in the community. You're reaching that retirement stage, but don't go. I see you uh, in public service, uh, maybe as, uh, you know, for public office. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate everything you're doing. Jim, hey, I appreciate it. And really, I appreciate you uh, having us on and just talking about Shop Talk. And like I say, the goal is right now is to spread this here program to different communities throughout the United States because it really helps, 
you know, having that relationship. All right. Well, keep in touch. And to our listeners, uh, you can check out the YouTube on uh, Shop Talk and and see the conversations, how it works. It's a it's a nice little video. And uh, if you're interested, you can reach Officer Plunkett at the Irvine Police Department, Irving Police Department. <laughs> and uh, I'll list um, a contact in our show notes. And um, take a moment, review us on Apple Podcasts, and let me know if you're interested in guests like Officer John Plunkett, like the program of Shop Talk in Irving, Texas. Drop me a message at uh, policing matters at policeone.com policing matters at police one.com i'll personally get back to you let us know how uh how you what you think about the show how it's going with you uh any concerns any issues you'd like us to talk about stay safe take good care and we'll look for you on our next recording <laughs>